Discovering Trek is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with hundreds of officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. Discovery Season 3, Lower Decks, and the announcement we've been waiting for. The Star Trek universe continues to expand at an incredible rate with an immensely successful Picard Season 1 in the books, an anticipation for Discovery Season 3, Lower Decks, and a new animated series on Nickelodeon coming soon. The powers that be at CBS All Access decided to throw one more announcement of a new show at us recently, and it blew us away. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are Discovering Trek. Welcome one and all to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe companion, presented by Fansets. Well, hello, friends. It's been quite a while since we talked with you here on Discovering Trek. So long, in fact, that an entire season of Star Trek Picard has come and gone, and what a season it was. So now, as we start getting antsy for Season 3 of Discovery to come our way, we are just so thrilled that CBS decided to announce yet another show coming to CBS All Access. And while it may not be Discovery, we wanted to sit down with you and talk about everything we know so far. As always, this is the premier podcast for the most in-depth discussion and analysis about all things Star Trek Discovery. And while we wait for Season 3 to kick off, there's some amazing new news about strange new worlds on the Star Trek horizon. And when I say we, well, you know, you all know the drill. It's time to introduce my number one here on Discovering Trek. He's my go-to man. My ace in the hole. My special card up my sleeve, you might say. He's ready to take on any strange new world and make it all fine and exciting. At least, that's what I was paid to say. He is my good friend, my brother in track, and like I said, he's my amazing number one. He is Bill Smith, and Bill, looks like our prayers have been answered with this announcement, my friend. You know, this was like, I don't want to say the worst-kept secret in Hollywood, because that was sort of Ash Tyler slash Vogue back from Discovery <laughs> Season 1, but... um I think we all kind of knew this was coming. We just had no idea when, especially with the way Alex Kurtzman kept teasing us with it mm. and being coy. So I'm I'm excited this is finally out in the open. Um, I I couldn't be happier because I think that uh, Anson Mount was one of the standouts of Discovery Season 2, but more about that uh, shortly. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. So, Bill, uh, before we get into the big news and the big announcement and the big new title... Where can friends and listeners get in touch with us? Just a just an easy, simple question, man. <laughs> it is so easy, too, Dan. On the Twitter machines, you can discover us at Discovering Trek. And on Ye Old Book of Faces, you can follow us at Facebook.com slash Discovering Trek. In either place, you can leave us comments, questions, or even what you feel about the announcement that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. Plus, you can also send us a voicemail by going to our website at TrekGeeks.com and clicking on the giant blue button. Please do remember, though, that any comments you leave us could be used in a future episode of Discovering Trek. Dan. Trainees, to the briefing room. So, Bill, here we are. It's going to be a little bit different uh, different setup here on Discovering Trek this week because we're just focusing specifically on the announcement. So we're in the briefing room, and we're ready to talk about what happened last week. You said it a few minutes ago. Captain Pike, Mr. Spock, number one, the Enterprise were all a huge part of season two of Discovery, and fans went crazy. So last week... CBS announced that 
a new Star Trek series will be coming to CBS All Access, and it is called Strange New Worlds. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the the release, uh, the video that Anson, Rebecca, and Ethan posted the day of the release was just fantastic during this time where we're all self-quarantining and not being out in public. It was It was great to see. And it's going to be something. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've been waiting for this one. I, we talked about it on Discovering Trek all last year, how I wanted to see a series like this. And, and it's going to happen, my man. And I'm so excited for it. I'm, I'm kind of beside myself because I, I, in a way, I kind of thought it wouldn't happen because it was too obvious. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's back up. There hasn't been this kind of response to the fans since Star Trek was uncanceled in the 1960s after, its, after season two. You know, after the, the infamous letter writing campaign, which everyone's pretty sure Gene had a hand in. Yeah. Um, but really, that was the last time fans have really been addressed and listened to in this nature. Um, there hasn't been this kind of fan demand or, or fan wanting since that. I mean, we've all had things we've wanted to see, you know, uh, a, a, a female captain, uh, an African-American captain. But those are... We knew those were coming because we were told in advance. No one knew that we were going to want a Pike series until we saw Anson Mount as Pike. And then Rebecca Romaine as number one. And then Ethan Peck as Spock. And it all just came together. And I think that's really the thing that, that flatters me the most. Anyone who says that the people at CBS don't listen to fans has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And this proves it. I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you said it for me. It, it's amazing that they have the ears that they do. And and for those people that just bash the powers that be up there and they don't listen and they don't know what they're doing and their writing is terrible, they have no idea what they're talking about. You're absolutely right. And I think it was I think it was case in point of how involved the people at CBS All Access are. And we can look at what Michael Shabon did during Picard season one, where he would take to Instagram or other form of social mm-hmm. media. I'm not exactly sure which one. And he would actually answer questions that the fans had about what was going on in the series. We've never seen anything like that before, as much as I can remember, where the showrunner himself is a huge Star Trek fan, knows all about canon and continuity and this, that, and the other thing. He took the time to address fans concerns in a way that in my opinion showed what a great job they were doing over there i i can't disagree with any of that i I think that cbs and and certainly secret hideout alex kurtzman's company is is demonstrating that not only do they care about the future of star trek that they care about what fandom thinks Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they're going to retool discovery to the point where it's unrecognizable but it does mean that they will give us the content that we were clamoring for and we heard from almost everybody that we talked to i want a pike series um i think that was the overriding thing after seeing discovery season two was everybody we knew wanted a pike series even people we don't know right and it was enough to to actually get it done and that's that's really the takeaway from this. This is only happening because of the fans. You're absolutely right. Um, it is the fans. And I think they they made note of that. I forget who was who said it, whether it was Anson or Ethan. I believe it was Ethan in his video. And I, I recommend everybody go out to all of the different social media pages, whether it's Star Trek social media page, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and watch that two-minute video from the three uh, stars of the show where they actually talk about it's because of the fans that this is happening. And that really is an amazing thing. Um there's a lot 
that we don't know, obviously. When we were watching season two of Discovery Bill, I know that we talked about it on Discovering Trek. I could, I loved Pike right from the get go. When they showed his accident on that training uh, ship, I was just the happiest Trek fan probably in existence. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> it's dark, but it was something that I've wanted to see so long, and and we got to see it. And I wanted, I kept saying, I want a Pike series. I want to see whether it's Star Trek Pike or Star Trek. 1701, or we were coming up with all kinds of different names. I got to say, Strange New Worlds kind of threw a curveball at at what a title for a show works uh, would be, and it really works. This is going to be what we haven't seen based on some comments that Akiva Goldsman made, which we'll get into in a minute. This is going to be something we haven't seen in Star Trek since the original series. Well, and that title harkens right back to everything that we know and love about Star Trek. Right. Um, it, it says that we're going to see some different things um, than we've been seeing recently. And I think that that's good. Mm-hmm. I think it gets us back to the core of Star Trek. I mean, this is the character around which Star Trek was created. Yes. That original pilot in 1965 that Gene pitched, the one that was too cerebral, uh, has now evolved into this. So some might say we're actually getting the Star Trek that somebody had hoped we'd get Mm -hmm. in 1965. Now, of course, some people are going to go, well, no, it's Kurtzman. You know what? They brought us so many quality hours of Star Trek. I I thought about this today. In the last three plus years since uh, Discovery was announced, almost four years since Discovery was announced, but three plus years, eight series are in some form of production. Eight new Star Trek series at once. This is, it's unprecedented. Never, yep. never happened. It yep. may never happen again. Mm. But in three years, they've shown that not only do they know what they're doing and making entertainment, they can turn out things that people want to see. And it is bringing people into the tent. And that's really what matters. And it's not being done cheaply. They're pouring money into yeah. this. And it shows in what they do, the special effects, the ships, the cast. It's all, it's all top notch, top notch as a, uh, Judge Smales would say in Caddyshack. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's um, it, it's great, and, and I gotta say, when we when I originally read this article from Akiva Goldsman, I'm gonna read his quote, and then I'm gonna give you my thoughts on it. Uh, he said, "Quote: We're going to try to harken back to some classical Trek values, to be optimistic, and to be more episodic. That's what stood out to me. And when this announcement first came out." I heard that, you know, maybe they're going to do more episodic. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know if I want that. I like the arcs. I love the Deep Space Nine arc. I love the Discovery arc. And the Picard arc was fantastic. But the more I think about it, the more it'll be great to get to that episodic kind of Star Trek that we saw with TOS and with TNG. Worf's spine can be ripped out of his back. And (laughs) next week, he's going to be running a marathon or doing the Batleth tournament. And that's going to be okay. It'll be. I think it'll be good to get back to episodic episodes. Episodic episodes. What episodic do you think about episodes. That? I, yeah. I don't know that it's going to be truly episodic like it used to be. I think it will be episodic. Be some bleeding. Yeah. I think it will be episodic in the sense, uh, kind of in the way Deep Space Nine was. I still think there there may be an arc to the season. I think that they will have more opportunities, like New Eden, mm-hmm. uh, in Discovery season two, to stretch the story the storytelling a little bit. And create something slightly more episodic. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I could be wrong. I I think you're I think you're right on because the other quote that I was going to um, bring up from uh, Mr. Goldsman is quote Obviously, we will take advantage of the serialized nature of character and story building, but I think our plots will be more close ended than you've seen in either Discovery or Picard. 
So that goes to just what you were saying. It's going to be some kind of, you know, continuity throughout the season, but it's not going to mean it's going to be a 10 episode story like we saw with Picard just recently. Yeah. And I think it'll probably be somewhere between 10 and 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I'm happy with anywhere in there, but um, I, I think we'll get a lot of standalone stories because um, it may not be Alien of the Week, it may not be Planet of the Week, but if it gets closer to that version, I'm I, I'm going to be fine with whatever they do yeah. because I'm getting what I wanted, which was more Enterprise, more Pike, more Una, more Spock. And you just said it. You know what else we're getting? We're getting Discovery Era Enterprise, which blew our socks off in Discovery Season 2. So gorgeous. The sets were beautiful, and I can't wait to see them again. It's going to be so great, and it's going to be focused specifically on the Enterprise. Yeah. That's fantastic. My one concern going into it all is Akiva Goldsman. Um, yeah. You, yep. He's involved in a lot of things right now. Now, of course, they have brought on people like Henry Alonzo Myers um, to serve as, as executive producer along with you know Heather Caden and Rod Roddenberry and and those folks, but uh, I have a feeling that that he could be the guy that that is doing more and more. Um, I'm sure Goldsman will be involved. I'm sure he'll probably direct at least one, if not two episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll write his share. But uh, I've not been a fan of everything he's done, and in Star Trek too, um, that, that's been the case. So I, I am approaching it with reserved judgment, at least as far as his contribution. But I think that there are enough players involved in there, along with the cast that we know we're going to get so far, where um, I think it will be a very good series. I think it will be too. Now, they have not announced a showrunner or anything like that, to my knowledge. Um, and I, I have a question in regards to, to Akiva Goldsman. I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I will say, I did like, was it the finale or the second to last episode of Picard that he directed? I can't remember which one it was. But whichever th- one he did direct, I thought it was pretty good. I thought he did a good job with the direction. Um, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I look back at some of the other choices he made. Um, as, uh, you know, I, I think he directed Contexts for Kings in, in Discovery Season uh, 1. 1. I'm pretty sure he did, directed the episode uh, with the Klingon urinating on the wall. Yes. Twice um, at the same twi- time. Yeah, twice at the same time. <laughs> uh, and some others. Uh, I haven't liked all of the films that he's written. I've liked a couple of them, but um, so I'm, I'm looking for consistency. I, his fan cred is not in, in doubt. The guy's a fan. I get yep. it. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I'm hoping that his getting what he amounts to be his dream job, his words, he says is a dream come true literally, um, raises the bar even higher. Absolutely. Now, you, you you mentioned it a moment ago, characters. Yeah. Or or aliens. We're going to see new aliens. What characters What characters are we going to want to see, Bill? And who would we want to see playing them, Is I guess, is our next topic of discussion. Because, you know, we know the time frame that this is going to take place in. We could see some discovery crossover, possibly. Not, of course, with the Discovery crew, for those of you that have seen the finale of season two. Um, but... What are, you, what are you looking for when, when this all comes out? Now, we haven't seen a trailer or anything yet. So, you know, the sky's the limit on what they're going to do. But what, what are you kind of looking at? As far as characters we could see? Sure. Um, I would love to see another appearance uh, from Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd. I loved him in the episodes he was in in Discovery. I'm a big Rain Wilson fan to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, am, I'm, I would be excited if we saw him because I think it's plausible it fits. Um, obviously, we can't see him in Discovery anymore. I also would love to see 
um, Chancellor Laurel because we have that opportunity now. Absolutely. Um, and any opportunity we have to have Mary Chifo back in Star Trek, I'm all 100% for. Maybe they can even squeeze her in a role where she's not Laurel, a la J.G. Hertzler being plugged into various places in Star Trek and also in Deep Space Nine sure. as different characters. So um, I, I would love to see those two particular individuals. Um, I haven't thought about what other characters from the Star Trek universe I, I might want to see. Um, what about you? Do you have any on your list? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, first of all, we won't see this person unless he has a cameo. But I, you know, it is it is no uh, secret that Jeff Russo has been extremely uh, successful with the discovery and with Picard in terms of the music. Um, so, um, is he going to take on a third series? Who knows, but I, I think that yeah. would be great to see. Um, he's familiar with what's going on with these shows. He knows the Star Trek fandom and he's able to blend those music from all the other, uh, all the other series into a new series and yet make the music from that series its own. So I think that would be great for able to see him personally. This blew up on Twitter last week, and I was tweeting left and right all about it. We, of course, we know from the cage that Doctor Boyce was the the chief medical officer on Enterprise, and was also a very close friend to Pike and his bartender with the martinis. Oh my God, would I love Jeffrey Combs to be playing Doctor Boyce? Or let me put it this way: I would like Jeffrey Combs to play anything in this new show. I think that he should, for all of the. Um, all of the contributions he's made in the Star Trek universe, I think it's time for Jeffrey Combs to be a cast member and not a special guest actor. And I think this would be a great opportunity. Now, he has come out since Twitter blew up on a particular tweet uh, earlier this week that sometimes the fans want more than what the studios want. So he has not indicated that he has had any discussions whatsoever. It's just a, oh my God, I wish moment for me. So I, I can understand that. I love Jeffrey Combs. Um, I don't know that I love Dr. Boyce though. I don't want to see Dr. Boyce in this Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Because um, uh, the, he's too old. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up about it. I'm going to be an ageist <laughs> right here. I want to see a character that can contribute something other than martinis. Um, and that's, uh, it's conceivable that Dr. Boyce left the Enterprise after yes, the cage. True. It's, yep. ve it's very possible. We know that that Pike has already been at Talos 4 before this. Mm -hmm. So the cage has already happened in, in the continuity and the timeline. So Boyce could have retired. And I think that that would be great. It would give them an opportunity to introduce a brand new character that uh that that is interesting that that mm -hmm. has some so, perhaps some some backstory that we're not familiar with so that they can create that i would love to see um a, a woman doctor on the enterprise as the chief medical officer at this point um i think that would be fantastic you know you've got number 1 as the first officer i would love to see a a woman doctor as chief medical officer to have another strong female presence on the ship sure one other woman that i would love to see uh, in the show as a regular. We've seen her once in a short trek, and that was then Cadet Thera Sidhu from Short Trek's Ask Not. Mm -hmm. uh, she went on to the Enterprise and was going to work in engineering. Uh, Amrit Kaur? Kaur. Kaur, thank you. Um, played her brilliantly. Um, the folks over at Polytrex had a great conversation with her uh, a few months back. I'd love to see that character return. Um, I thought she did great, and just that 10 minute short. Um, she had a lot of potential, I thought. Uh, so that's one that's on my list as well. And we're probably both butchering her name, and we apologize. But yes. <laughs> uh, we want to see 
Amrit back as, yes. as theorists he do somehow. I think it makes sense. I mean, they've already introduced the character. Welcome to the Enterprise. If she, all of a sudden she disappears, yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. I would also love to see Lieutenant Eamon back, uh, played by some more assault, Smallwood. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was in, obviously, in, in the Discovery episodes and also in the, uh, the Q&A short. Yes. Let me ask you this. Um, Commander Nan, did she go on Discovery? Yeah. Or did she go back to the Enterprise? No, she's aboard Discovery. Oh, damn. I would have liked to see her back. Because of the fight that she and, uh, and Georgia got into with that's uh, right. with Control. Control. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, that's too bad. But I'd like to see her. I would also love somehow for Landry to show up, whether it's a sister. I, I think actually Rekha Sharma joked about that on Twitter. Um, Rekha does, has done a great job in the different things that we've seen her. And it'd be nice to see her return to the Star Trek family again. Um, but we'll see. There's just, there's so much potential here. Now, there's some things that we're not going to be able to see if they keep things in line with continuity from TOS. I would love to see Gorn, but they haven't seen Gorn yet. Um, supposedly. Um, so there's all kinds of what ifs. Um, but it's exciting to have those questions, I think, right now. Don't you? Oh, I, I think absolutely. Plus, I mean, it gives us the opportunity to see aliens we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to retread some of these same species and, and create new looks on them. We can do something absolutely original yeah. and have it become part of Star Trek lore and 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 celebrate that as fans because that's that's what we're all in this for. Mm-hmm. We want the exploration. We want the the, the strange new worlds and the, and the new civilizations and and all that. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to to go some places we haven't been. We've seen enough Klingons. We've seen enough Romulans. So when uh, Mister Goldsman downloads Discovering Trek and is listening to it, this message is for him: get us a new alien. Well, it's it's for him. It's for it's for Kurtzman. It's for all the writing staff. It's for Henry Alonzo Myers. It's yeah. for everybody. But I, I suspect that they already know that because they've said that they wanted to hearken back to the original mm-hmm. series and the episodic nature. I just don't want there to be a godlike being every week. I agree, and I think our friend uh, Shashank uh, did a great write up um, on TrekNews.net this week about five five things that he hopes to see in this new show, and mm-hmm. one of them was a new bad guy quote, bad guy, whether it's a race and we have to deal with a new alien race. and But I do agree with you. We don't want another Q type being. We don't want a Trelane. We don't want any of those things. It's just, it's too easy for, for fans to start picking it apart when it's like that, I think. Well, and I I, I, I hesitate to want like a, a big bad because I don't want it to feel like a, a drawn out movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want it to seem like the Zindi in Star Trek Enterprise season three. Um, because we spent a whole season trying to deal with that. And then we got to the end and it was kind of underwhelming. Right. Um, I feel like if we're working up to that conflict at the end where Pike has to have some sort of fisticuffs, uh, like a boss level, I, I, I think that'll be disappointing ultimately. I don't know that we need a, a big bad. I would rather have the, the explanation in, in solving a mystery of the unknown. I think that that's what drives Starfleet. That's what people who have been critical of Discovery have been complaining about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping they give it to them and see, look, um, we're doing this too. You can have it all with Star Trek. And I think that's really what this new regime in Star Trek has is, is taught us. Absolutely. So much potential, so much excitement. You know me, I love trailers. I love movie trailers. I like TV trailers. I like 18-wheeler trailer. Any kind of trailer, <laughs> I like trailers. Tractor trailers. Tractor trailers. So... That's the one thing I can't wait for is is the whether it's the teaser 
with only a few seconds or whether it's an actual trailer. I'm looking so forward to when that first one drops. And uh, as soon as it does, I know that we're going to be sitting down here uh, and talking about it some more. Dan, as always, we want to thank our dear friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor here on Discovering Trek. We are absolutely thrilled that they will continue to be our exclusive sponsor of the podcast when season three premieres on CBS All Access. Absolutely, man. And we would not have it any other way. For the past few years, Fansets has proven without a doubt that they are simply the best of the best of the best. They're constantly producing top-of-the-line pins, and their customer service is literally second to none. When you order pins and accessories at Fansets.com, you know that you get the attention to detail that you expect when purchasing lifelong Star Trek products. And not just Star Trek, either. Fansets has an amazing line of pins from DC, Harry Potter, Alien, Firefly, Ultraman, Irwin Allen, just to name a few. You're absolutely correct, Dan. It just so happens that they have a couple of new pins that are available right now, just in time for Discovery Season 3 as well, as the Strange New Worlds announcement. Uh, head on over to Fansets.com and pick up Emperor Philippa Giorgio from the Mirror Universe of Discovery Season 1, and Lieutenant Spock is seen in Season 2 of Discovery. Both of these pins look amazing. And even better, if you don't know what to get for your friends or family that collect Fansets pins, you can now purchase gift certificates right from their website. Now gift cards are delivered through email and contain instructions to redeem them at checkout. Fansets gift cards have no additional processing fees. And of course, here is the best news, Dan. They never expire. So do yourself a favor, head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins and accessories or even gift cards into your cart. If you spend more than $30, you're going to get free shipping as an added bonus. At checkout, enter the very special discount code Discovering Trek. That's all together, one word, all capital letters, no spaces. That's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the exclusive presenting sponsor of Discovering Trek. All right, Bill, I know it was quite a while since we last sat down on Discovering Trek, and I, for one, can say it won't be so long before we sit down again. Executive producer decision just made. Wow, you're taking charge of the place, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Making some rules? <laughs> well, absolutely correct, And Next time we sit down here at Discovering Trek, we're going to discuss the upcoming season three of Star Trek Discovery, uh, which, of course, has no date. <laughs> No. <laughs> Which, of course, we've seen a trailer for, but uh, they keep saying 2020, and here we are at almost the midway point. It's got to happen sometime soon, right? Until then, remember that you can listen to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And for even more great Star Trek discussion, please out the please check out the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. You can find them all, including where to listen, by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. Plus, now you can support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Network of Podcasts by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon, get access to raw, unedited audio of all of our podcasts, and so many other perks, Dan. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Patreon, Bill, we want to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek. We are just so thankful for their support. Thank you, Ken Tripp, Casey Shasky, Charlie Mulvey, Chris Trebuzio, Craig, Craig Ewing, Eric Extreme, Jackie and Chris Hackney. Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonagall, Mike Bovia, Sean O'Holloran, Peter Craig, Ken Bird, Jamie Rogers, David Hood, Rachel Delaney, Kyle Castillo, William Edward M. Jr., Chaz Bradshaw, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. If you would like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or even get access to the raw audio for Discovering Trek episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks today. 
Well, folks, that's going to be it uh, for us and our discussion on the upcoming series, Strange New Worlds. You, the fans, are the ones we should be thanking uh, because you show their, your appreciation for Pike, Spock, Number One, and the Enterprise in Season 2 of Discovery, and the executives certainly heard your voice. Are you as excited as Bill and I are? Well, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter to let us know your thoughts about the big announcement. We thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules and listen to us talk about what an amazing time it is to be a Star Trek fan. And we look forward to sitting down again soon to talk Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and a whole lot more. Until then, here are some words of wisdom from Captain Christopher Pike. I'm not going to abandon the things that make me who I am because of a future that contains an ending I hadn't foreseen for myself. And until next time, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original Star Trek. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, is a production of Trek Geeks. Executive producer Dan Davidson. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out the Trek Geeks podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and trekgeeks.com.